Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Well, Lord, I just uh, thank you, Father, that we can come to this space now of your word. I thank you that it's alive. I thank you that it's living. And Father, I thank you for the privilege of coming today and just being your mouthpiece for it. Lord, I, I pray, Father, for every heart that's in this room. Lord Jesus, I pray um, every person has come into this place to hear from you, um, God, today. That is the reason why we're here. Um, Lord, so I just commit this whole thing to you, Father. Help me deliver it um, as best as I can. And, and Father, um, I just pray that you show up, Lord, and you minister Um, Father, to the hearts in this room right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, well, I, I used to, uh, before Hope Community, I used to go to uh, another church and it was quite a, quite a very large uh, church. And at the time they were having their annual garage sale. So I was new to the church and I put my hand up uh, to help out. And I came along and I was put in position of the furniture area. And that week, uh, a, a piece, some furniture setting came in. It was a lovely living room um, set, a, a dining room table and the whole lot. And it was beautiful. It was, it was vintage. And the, the person in charge of the area uh, said, Tam, I just need a bit of help. Um, we're going to take some pictures of this. And we, we're just not too sure what it's worth. Because, you know, we've heard those stories, right, of um, people putting $30 on something and, and someone getting it for an absolute steal. So they were just wanting to make sure what, what the worth of this um, dining room set was. So we took some pictures of it and uh, the guy said to me, all right, Tam, do you, can you drive down to this place in Clayfield? It's a local vintage furniture store. And can you just ask them some advice of what it's actually worth so we have some kind of an idea? So uh, I remember the day very vividly and I, I jumped in and I, I was driving a combi at the time. So I got in a combi and I was driving down to the furniture store and I remember this feeling in my heart driving it. Um, and I was like, wow, they chose me to go down to the shop and get that get that piece of advice. They chose me. Like, wow, what an honour. Like, what a privilege. And I remember driving them back and, and them saying, oh, you know, it's probably worth about this. And they're like, oh, thanks so much. You know, and, and looking back at that time now, like I was very new to church. I you know, they call it real fresh, you know, very green. And I was just putting my hand up and I was like, I'm ready to play my part. Like I will do anything. I will do anything. And, you know, um, we all know, you know, that that doesn't always, um, it doesn't always feel like that. You know, sometimes the, the larger the crowd becomes, um, the more isolated you can feel, the more we can start to look around at others and compare ourselves to others, the more easy it becomes to fall into the trap of elevating other people's giftings and feeling like you have absolutely nothing to offer. And the easier it becomes to believe the lie that what you can contribute doesn't really matter and it's, it's not really that important. But God, God has something to say about this and we need, we need to get this right. 
And I want to give a little bit of a background before I get into um, the Word this morning. So we're going to head to 1 Corinthians 12 today. So if you've got your Bibles there, open them up. So Paul was writing uh, to the Corinthian church because there were some things going on. There were some things happening. And the believers had it all wrong, thinking, well, you know, my gifts aren't all that important, so I'm, I'm not really all that important and I don't really count. Or on the other end of the scale, thinking, you know, my gift is really important and it's superior to others, so that means I'm really important and I'm superior to others. And the Corinthians were using, you know, the good gifts that God had been giving them and bringing, you know, fragmentation to the congregation. So these can be like two common dangers or two common errors uh, for us as Christians. You know, Christians being um, too proud of their abilities or or giftings or, or on the other end, thinking they have nothing to give to the body of believers. So Paul was writing to them and he was highlighting this to them in chapter 12. So that's where we're going to go there. And he used an analogy between the church and the physical body. So let's read 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm reading from NLT today. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptised into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would anyone hear? If you were... If, if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. That's a good word right there. I'm going to say that one again. But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Get that. I want to repeat every sentence of this word. And the parts we regard as less honourable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to these parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers... All the, body, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. 
good word, hey? Man, you can just chew on that for a whole, like, couple of months. It's what it's there for, yeah? To renew our minds. So if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, He has given you a gift. That's true. That's fact. That's true. I pulled out that painting from the attic this week as a reminder. Right there. He's given you a gift. It might take you some time and a little bit of a journey on figuring out what it is or what they are. You know, that that can take time. But you will come to know you have some giftings. And no one has every gift. It would be a lie to think God hasn't gifted you with one. That's a lie. So if you're sitting here right now going, I got nothing, that's a lie. Everybody has something, nobody has everything. So God has given you this gift to encourage and build up the body of Christ. So this gift is not for us. This is not for us to keep on our little shelf in our bedroom going, whoo, that's a beautiful gift, you know? Or I don't know about my shelves, my shelves, anything on it, there's just dust there. So um, God hasn't given you gifts to just leave on a shelf just to accumulate dust. He's giving you gifts and this gift is for others. It's for others. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administrating God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. So just like a body with all of its parts, every part is important. So Paul describes it. If the whole body was an eye, how could the body hear? If the whole body was an ear, how could the body smell? But verse 19 says, how strange a body would it be if it only had one part? Like, can you imagine that right now? Just think of a body with all of the same body part all over it. And if if you're not good with imagining stuff, Just think of Mr. Potato Head and um, get the eyeball and just put the eyeball all over Mr. Potato Head. Have a think about that. You know, Mrs. Potato Head would not be happy. (laughs) But, But if this body just has eyes all over it, you know, that's not a body. That's just an ugly eyeball monster. And this is how important you are to the body of Christ. You're valuable and you're important. And every time you minister in your giftings, every time you show up, every time God places a person right in front of you, whether that's in your home or in your local church or out with a mate or a girlfriend over coffee or steak or out in your workplace, your streets, your neighbourhood, it's because the body of Christ is needed to be built up and encouraged through you. So you're needed You're needed. And my prayer today, this is what I've been praying the last couple of days for us, whoever hears this. My prayer today is that you will realise, you will know 
you will understand, and this will stick, how incredibly valuable and incredibly important you are to the spiritual health, the life and the unity to the body of Christ. That is my prayer today. That's my one prayer today. If that can stick with you, that you walk out these doors going, I'm valuable, I'm important. I'm important. And I love how Paul also gives guidelines to this. This is a personal responsibility. You know, I can, I can say this stuff, but I can't force, you know, I can say it, but it's, 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 it's our responsibility, right? And he, he outlines this in Romans 12. He says, if a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it to the proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, mercy, let him do it cheerfully. In um, Pastor Rick Warren's book called 40 Days of Community, it was a study that we've done um, over the past couple of years, a few years back, you might remember it. But this is what he says about you. <laughs> he writes, Would it surprise you to know that some studies indicate that the average believer possesses from 500 to 700 different skills and abilities, all gifts, meant to make a contribution to the body of Christ? And don't worry, you needn't be concerned if some of your talents seem quite ordinary. They're still eternally important to God. Because Jesus said, if you give even a cup of water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. So if you, if you have been a Christian for a while now, you may have heard this you know, acrostic, and I'm going to pull it up on the screen, to help you navigate how you can encourage and build up the body and shape your ministry. So if you're new to Christianity, this might be the very first time um, you read this. So S actually stands for spiritual gifts. So God-given spiritual gifts to use in your ministry. So you can go to Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12 or Ephesians 4. You can actually do, if you're a member of Hope Community Church, uh, part of the member process or core, core community is um, doing one of these tests to help you navigate that, to, to find it out. So some people can go through their whole Christian journey. You might not know what your spiritual gift is. That'd be really sad. So I just want to encourage you, if they might not come up to, into your mind quickly, go home and do one of those tests that show you what they are. H stands for heart. So the heart represents um, the core of your desires, your hopes, your interests, your dreams, ambitions and affections. So, you know, what makes your heart sing? What makes your heart come alive? What, if you had people over at night, you know, what would you stay up all night chatting about? What do you love? You know, it's all different. Your abilities, your natural talents, God gives you in order to accomplish His, pur um, His purposes. We all have some abilities. Your personality. Your personality affects the, the use of your gifts. 
For example, you know, two people can have the gift of evangelism, but if one person is introverted and another person's extroverted, that gift is going to be expressed in different ways. And then this one, this one's really important, experiences. So five areas of experience will influence your service to others. They are educational, you know, maybe what you've been trained in, vocational, spiritual experiences, ministry, and painful experiences. So God never wastes any hurt. He will use it to be able to serve and love and bring compassion to others. So this can be a valuable tool to use. It's, It's called SHAPE. And Rick Warren um, did it for his book. And God uses everything about you, your abilities, what painful experiences you have been through, your interests, your dreams, your talents, your giftings to shape you to offer as a ministry to other people. And he shaped us so there would be no duplication. That's exciting because if we were all the same person, it would be very, very boring. (laughs) So right now, that means no one else is able to do the things for others that you're able to do. No one else can bring you to the table. So you're important and you're valuable and and we need you. We don't need a copy of anyone else. I'm going to share, I know Dan's um, shared some testimonies um, this morning, but I'm going to share with you some um, stories that I've seen And just heard this week, this week, there's tons, but I'm just going to go with what I've heard this week. So if you were at Encounter uh, last Sunday night, these these nights are cracking. They are, they're good space. I really want to encourage you to come out once a month, last Sunday of um, the month. So come, it's like a hot box in here, yeah? (laughs) Great nights. But one person shared in our testimony time how she first came to this church and was welcomed. So the welcomers, if you, are, if you are sitting there out there on that door thinking, oh, I'm not that important, I just come and welcome, listen to this testimony. Someone said hello to them and they felt seen. They thought, wow, I'm not invisible. And it really impacted them. So the next time you say hello to someone, whether that's here or out there, You know, don't underestimate how they can feel seen. Last Sunday, a person who regularly welcomes at the front um, door was needed on the Hope Kids welcome desk and they came and they served. But not only did they serve in that way, they joined the other leaders and they prayed for them that morning. And I know how appreciative they were by her prayers So her ministry had influence, not only in that area, but the back area as well. Last Sunday, listen to this one. (laughs) Last Sunday, a person was leaving the church and happened to look over and just see a few weeds growing. And they thought to themselves, well, that's something I could do. So they came back on the public holiday, you know, when when it it was no one was here. They came back on the public holiday and weeded for a couple of hours. Praise God, hey? Another person was sitting in a church council meeting in awe of how gifted each person was in the room with the knowledge and expertise on certain topics and what they bring 
to the body of Christ. Another person helped out when a lot of our youth leader team was away last Friday night for a funeral and we were half the team down. And this person came and and cheerfully served. Another person rang me on Friday morning about something and they knew I was writing my sermon and they, before they hung up, they said, I'd love to pray for you. So I was like, yes, please. So I was on the phone going like this and they prayed for me. And when I got off the phone, I just felt strengthened, strengthened for the day. I can keep going. I could keep going. I could see, I could just share these stories. I've got, um, you know, it's, it's not just here. And we know, we've, we've done that series with um, Tim, with the, the body and, and the kingdom. We've just finished that, that series. Please go and check it out on Spotify if you haven't. So I totally understand that it's not just here and it's bigger and it's kingdom. You know, I've got an app um, on my phone and it's called United Hive. Uh, anyone here know about it? Yeah, cool, maybe, couple. Good, I can tell you about it. It's an app called United Hive and it was this American guy had a vision and he saw all these testimonies of God's stories um, coming in on this app. So I've got an app on my phone and I can click on this app and click community and I can just start reading testimonies of what God's doing all over the world. And it's like a community of, of believers and we can encourage one another. If you wanna know more about it, I'll come and help you download it onto your phone. So, so I totally understand and I totally get um, and agree that the body is bigger than just the local church and we, and we need that kingdom mindset. And so many of us here will be called to dedicate your time and your ministry in other ways, non-profit, missional organisations, in your own workplace, whatever he's birthing online for you. Like so, so many good stuff is happening, neighbourhoods, but even then, you know, when he does that, even then I believe he has equipped us to contribute some of our potential to our local church. And until we do, we're missing his best for us. So I want to encourage you to just try things. Give, give something a go. doesn't have to be hard. Seek it out. And, and we want to make that very, very simple for you, a very simple um, process. And you just have to go onto our um, front page of our website and hit get involved. And there's so many areas that might, um, might speak to you and you might like to join. I strongly believe it will add, it will add much to your Christian journey. So I, um, I bought some of my kids' Lego here today. It was, um, this, is, this is it. <laughs> Yesterday, as I, as I was getting it out, my daughter came home and um, she was hearing me rummage through the Lego and she came through the door and she's like, Mum, are you playing with Lego? It's like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. But anyway, <laughs> had a, had a, I was like, you'll understand tomorrow. You'll understand. It'll all make sense. But um, yeah, I pulled it out. I, there was a bit of dust on it, um, but my, I think my children have grown out of ma- making Lego. Um, I don't know if that's a thing, actually. Like, do we ever grow out of making Lego or not? I don't know if there's many adults in the room that you might have just bought a Lego kit yesterday, maybe. I don't know if that's true. Um, I I won't say any names, but I do know someone from Hope Community that does love his Lego and has it all on his shelf. He is an adult. I'm not going to say names. 
but I do love your Lego, Sam. Anyway, <laughs> I was just in his home group. So I did come in and I was like, whoa, look at your Lego. Emily loves it so much as well too. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting in trouble now. So <laughs> this is my Lego. Um, and I know Lego Masters is on, right? So I, I haven't, um, haven't been watching it, but I've seen it before. Anyway, this is, um, this is my Lego build um, from, you know, so this is not one of my gifting, so it didn't take me too long to figure this one out. Um, so this took me a whole 45 minutes to build. <laughs> it was hard. You don't have to count like three squares and match it all up. Like, that takes time. I had a total new appreciation of the Lego builders um, creating things uh, on it. So anyway, so if you cannot see it, if... If you cannot see it, if you don't know what you're looking at back row, can you see it back row? It's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a masterpiece. Really, it's got lots of colours. I matched it. All the lines are straight. Um, that took a while. That took a long time. Anyway, so if you need an art interpretation of this, I'll give you the interpretation. It's a cross. <laughs> can you see that? Yeah, it's a colourful cross. We've got to love colour. All right, it's a cross and it's got a J in the middle of it. That, that J took a very long time. It was very hard. Um, so it's got a J and obviously J stands for, for Jesus. So that is my, that's my Lego build. Um, 45 minutes. I'm very proud of it. I don't want to go home and wreck that. Um, anyway, here it is. So right, when we, there is a reason why I brought my Lego here. <laughs> so, you know, when we, when we look at a piece of Lego um, all by themselves. You know, they've got dots on the top. They're nice and shiny. Um, they've got sharp ed edges. They're pretty cool. All shapes and sizes. This one's, you know, white, blue, black. I just bought these ones. So there's all, all different shapes and sizes, all different colours. Pretty cool. But when you look at a piece of Lego, you know, they're not, they're not designed to be by themselves. They're not designed to be by themselves out here. You know, and I thought, hang on, I'll just see if I've got that right. So I did a bit of research <laughs> yesterday. If you want to know what I was doing at my house yesterday, I was researching the Lego story. So, you know, I thought, hang on, I might get that wrong. Maybe they're not designed to be out here by themselves Maybe, maybe there's a different reason why he, he built them. So I did a research and the man, his name's called Old Kirk Christensen and his son who developed uh, Lego, amazing story if you ever want to know, such tragedy turned into amazing, amazing business. Um, but his son and him designed this play to be connected and interlocked and interrelated to something else, to each other. That's how he designed it, to interlock and interrelate to the others. You know, 1 Peter 2, Peter calls the, the church a living spiritual house. You know, we aren't made to be out here by ourselves. That's not the design for us. We are meant to stay connected to the body of Christ and click in 
and interrelate and, in, and, and connect. That's how we are designed. That's how we are designed to be, to stay connected. And the purpose of the Lego piece is actually to be a part of something bigger, something bigger. And we can trust the builder. We can trust the builder. And when I thought about that, I came to a simple reflection, a real simple reflection. And God took me to a place of just simply reflecting on what an honour, what an honour to be joined with other believers in the body of Christ. What an honour. Because let's take, let's take it right back and strip everything away. Every bit of our agenda, every desire, every desire to say, well, hang on, hang on, uh, let, me, let me be here. I want to be here. Or, or no, I want to be, be up there. Put me up there, God. How about we just strip everything away and go, you know what, God? Just what an honour. What an honour to be in your house because we were reflecting on this at chapel. I was sitting next to a man in chapel this week and he stopped and he just started reflecting and he goes, do you know what? It is a miracle. It is an absolute miracle to come to faith, to know Jesus. That in itself is an absolute miracle. So what an honour to just be connected and to be a part of the body of Christ. What an honour. What an honour. What an honour of standing at the door of your house, you know, welcoming the people you're bringing each week. What an honour I get to comfort someone with the same comfort you have comforted me. What an honour I get to make someone a, a, a cup of tea. What an honour. What an honour I've been trained in a way to teach and minister to people about your word, God. What an honour I get to pray for someone over the phone when they call. You know, what an honour I get to play my instrument for the King of Kings. You know, what an honour I get to shepherd people in a connect group to help them build up in faith and I've got the house for it. What an honour I get to pray and partner with God to bring breakthrough in someone's healing or, or in the supermarket. You know, what an honour I am an ear for someone to share. And what an honour I get to cook so, you know, others feel blessed. What an honour I have a spare room in my house, so Lord, let's use it for your kingdom purposes. Like, let's, let's, let's strip everything away and come back to that place, to that place going, you know what, Jesus, what an honour. You know, put, put me anywhere. I will scrub the toilet for you, Jesus. Like, what an honour. I don't care. Will you put me, place me anywhere you want. It's an actual honour to be, with, be in your body and to serve you, great King, because I was once lost, but now I'm found. And just being a part of this is actually amazing. It's amazing. So as more and more people, it's not just in this house, but how, spiritual houses all around this area, all around the, um, the world, when people are joined to the body of Christ, it's my prayer it is my prayer, and it's, this is my heart today, that this is my heart, that every single one of you will feel important and will feel valued, and you play a part. You have a part to play. 
And my prayer is that you will understand the impact that you have in people's life and the influence you have in people's life. That's my prayer for you today. And that you will understand your giftings, that it won't take you 70 years to figure out what your spiritual gifts are. That right now, if you don't know what they are right now, tonight you go home and you start seeking out what they are. Because I believe today the Lord wants to give out spiritual gifts. He's got them in abundance You know, he's got everything. He owns everything. And he wants to birth new things in you. And he wants to give you gifts. Because because when you receive them and you walk in that, you you will influence and impact people around you to build up the body of Christ. And we need you. We need you. We don't need another Tam. We don't need another, um, I don't know, I'm just going to pull out names. But we don't need another Look, look, to the, look to someone next year and say, like, we need you. We don't need another me. We need you. Just say that. The wives are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look to someone and say, you know, <laughs> encourage them. <laughs> we need you. We need you. And, and, I, and my prayer today is that you will realise the impact and the influence only you have. Only you have. And that you can bring much to the body of Christ. And we can strip everything away and just go, you know what, Lord, what an honour that I'm a part of your kingdom. What an honour that by your grace alone, you saved me. And what an honour it is to serve you for the rest of my life, wherever you see fit. Wherever you see fit. I'm, I'm surrendered. And my life's not mine anymore. My life's not mine anymore, so call me into those new places. And what an honour it is, great King. So I, I, just, I just feel that as we come and we sing this next song, just a fresh, a fresh surrender, a fresh surrender. And I pray um, that, that over the next couple of weeks or months, however long, I'm praying it's going to be quick, that He will show you your giftings. He will help you steer, steer your ministry because each one has one. And that you will realise just how important you are. So let's stand and I'd love to pray. Father God, I just, I thank you, Lord. And Father, as we come to this final song, Jesus, I just pray for that fresh surrender. For the hearts in the room that know Jesus, Lord, that we, that we surrender afresh today, saying, you know what? Take my life and use it however you see fit. Show me the things that I love. Show me the things that you have skilled me with, that, you, that I have ability in, and birth something new in me, Jesus. Father God, I pray that you wipe away the dust of giftings that have been set there, Lord, and they haven't been used, Father, that today you're coming <laughs> with, your, with your chucks wipe <laughs> and you're coming on those gifts and you are, you are taking away the dust and you're saying, use them, use them, use them to serve. I need you, I need you, I need you to serve, serve, serve and walk in those giftings. This is what I've gifted you with. So come Holy Spirit and speak afresh, I pray. 
on every single heart and mind in this room. In the name of Jesus, Amen, Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.